This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack Fritz, how you feeling, buddy? I gotta be honest, like I'm feeling good. Like I, I know, <laughs> I know you are. I know yeah, you're. Like, it's three, a three out of four, and it's like, let's go. Oh, listen, I know, and I know that I'm the easiest guy in the world to get suckered back in on the fills. But <laughs> boy, yes, am I yes. getting suckered back in on the fills. I'm, I am good, James. It feels good that we're doing a semi-positive podcast. Uh, I'm ready to do it, and uh, yeah, I just want. I'm still looking for the guy who let the fills get hot. <laughs> Yeah, uh, who knew? Uh, I think our definition of of hot might be a little loose these days. Three out of four. But hey, you know, it should be four out of four, shouldn't it, Travis Jankowski? That's what I want to know, Travis. Well, Travis listen, Jankowski. And that that's why you can't trust baseball but, players from Lancaster. Wow. I mean, I mean, yeah. L- Lancaster <laughs> is, you know, it's not a baseball hotbed. What was that, Jack? I mean, that was, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. But look. Optimism, positivity, I'm all in on this. What I will say, and and obviously you are definitely more quick to to dive back in than I am, mm-hmm. but I will say it was nice to look at that lineup yesterday and see like what could be a good lineup if guys start doing what they're so like you always talk about getting back to their career norms, like Harper's back, Romuto's back, maybe Didi's on the horizon. Like it's starting to not look like a, a JV lineup anymore. That's positivity, Jack. Yeah. And and I, 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 I felt this for a little while, but it feels like they're 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 playing solid base. It's baseball now. I know the Jankowski play happened. I know, like I, I know. <laughs> it's hard. To, it's hard to make a solid baseball case when that happened. I know, especially because you get tugged out by the catcher. Like I mean, have you have you played baseball a long time? I I have never in my life seen that happen where the yeah. catcher actually ends up tagging the guy out. Like at some point, the guy breaks for a base. Like at some point, you make a decision. Like I've never seen that before. Right, but I but I feel like you know I just feel like they're they're genuinely playing solid enough baseball. Like they're starting to do the little things that matter, the little things that help you win ball ball games, and they're 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 moving runners along. They're getting runs in from third base, and they're even stealing some bags. You know, they're doing some little things that, you know, maybe they're kind of you know they know that they're not doing a great job scoring runs now. They have done a better job of that recently. Um, but you know, it feels like they're 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 doing things 
they need to do to, to win baseball games. They're starting to get back to that. Uh, the defense, I think, has been better recently. I mean, it hasn't been. <laughs> minus the three-hour yeah. three game that they won on Saturday. Don't care. We, 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 don't look, we look past that on this podcast. Yeah. We don't. We don't, uh, we don't they won. They yeah. won. So. But I don't know. I, just have, I have a different sense about this team. I, I really do. I have, a, I have a good feeling about them. Big June ahead. Um, and I love the straw hat thing. Uh, yeah, the straw hat thing's fun. Look, I'll take whatever I can get. We we tried the bamboo. That didn't work out as well as we hoped. I'll take any sort of thing like that I can get. We talked about bird poop. In reality, I mean, they are three of four since the IOMS live show. You know, these things matter. We care about these things. And, and look, I do think, though, I mean, look, they were able to kind of stay in it without Harper, without Romuto, without Didi, I think that is a, a positive, right? And the defense, I mean, it is what it is. We can talk all we want about tighter, sharper baseball on them. Right. Like, again, the talent is what it is, but the, the boneheaded stuff is what you would hope over the course of the season can start to phase out. But the lineup, the lineup is real reason for positivity because, like, ultimately, this team has to slug through this stuff, right? I mean, like... The defense, you know, even if they play tighter, sharper baseball, is still going to suck. Like, they suck defensively. They are not talented defensively. They can't give up all those kinds of outs and not hit. I, I Like, all year we've talked about, like, the offense hasn't been there and they're still in it. Like, if you want positivity, this team should be carried by its offense. And maybe that starts to happen now. I mean, they 17 and 12 in the last four. What? That's something. What? Yeah, but, uh, well... And I do think they found a good one too at the top of the lineup. Like, like I do too. For I as do too. for as much as um, you know, we love Andrew McCutcheon. He just wasn't getting it done at the leadoff spot. No. I mean, he wasn't he's getting been on good in the six hole so far. Yeah, I mean, he's hitting some dangers. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, it's funny. Like McCutcheon's up to ten homers, which I didn't think, I didn't think was yeah, he's, where uh, he's he was. Second on the team, man. Yeah, second we, on the team in home runs, yeah, like handily. Which is crazy. So I do think the the one two is is finally giving them that little bit of jump because those guys are both aggressive hitters and they and. Listen, they go back to back and they're jumping on pitchers. Like all of a sudden, you have runners on first and second with with Harper or Hoskins coming up. Like um, it's it's a, they've they've kind of settled into the the lineup, and I think it's. I mean, is it perfect? No, but um, at least it feels like they have a chance at the top of the lineup. And and Andrew McCutcheon just wasn't doing that. Yeah, and again, like Alec Bohm, like if he just starts hitting a little bit, uh, it can make such a drastic difference for this offense. Yeah. I mean, holy, about. holy smokes, man. I mean, it's the, it's the X fat. He is the, he is the, the pivot point for this team. Like if he starts hitting, maybe I'll be where you are. Maybe I'll start to believe in this team. Cause if he starts hitting it, it's a, it changes everything offensively. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't think he's going to hit this year. I just really don't. <laughs> no. I just... so what? Supposed to be the positive one. Yeah. I know. I know. I just, I, he seems so lost. He seems like his mechanics are all off. Like, Balls that he would hit into the right center field gap, like he's not even close. It, it looks like his swing is getting long, um, and it looks like he's just trying to do a lot of things to try to get going, and it and it's just not. And you're seeing this a lot with with young players around the league, um, like Jared Kalenic just got sent down. Like Kesson Hiora was unbelievable a couple of years ago. He's got sent down, um, and you know Bohm's kind of going through it right now. And I I I, I think it's going to kind of be this way for the rest of the year. I mean, it, it, again. Swings looking long, looking looking loopy. He's not quick to balls. He's he's getting beat on fastballs inside. Like even when he hits an inside pitch, it's like a little looper over the shortstop. So um, he's got a he's got a long way to go. And I think he's I think you know the struggles are starting to get to him a little bit, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, I just kind of think this is where we're at with Bohm. And and you know you hope that the the All Star break or whatever he can kind of have a little relaxer and and come back hopefully better. But 
at least until then, I, I think this is the guy that we're going to have, and 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 you just pray that he can figure it out a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's pray is a strong term, but it's it's the right term because <laughs> yeah. this, this team team desperately well, listen, needs him. Listen, I mean, when you haven't made the playoffs in a decade, you start asking for 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 little yeah, things. Yeah, big time. Look, if if he doesn't, I mean, what did you you play Brad Miller at third when Steedy's back? I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I just it's not like that's a huge help defensively, even though it is better. Anything's better. But um, I look the main thing, my main thought with the way this offense looks now and, and starting to feel better about it is that they have to carry this team. You know, they have to. They have to. The top three are good. We've talked about it. You know, we don't need to, to break that down. They're going to struggle with four or five unless they make a move. And we'll get into Spencer Howard in a minute. But, um, you know, they have to hit. They have to hit. If they want to win, this team's not going to win it with defense. They're not going to win it. Uh, you know, they're not going to win enough with pitching. They have to hit. So, um, all right, let's dive into the weekend, the action. Um, let's start with Spencer out. I know it's out of order, but, um, you know, Wheeler Scherzer we'll get to in a second. But the, the Spencer Howard thing, man, and we've talked about it. But, I mean, you know, we, we get excited. He goes two and then falls apart in the third. Then he goes four and falls apart in the fifth. It's like, wow, you think he'll go five and fall apart in the sixth? Nope back to two and falling apart in the third. Like, what do we do here, man? Well, you ride it out. I mean, you, you ride it out and you hope that he starts, you know, being able to hold up later into games, but it is just unbelievable. I mean, I, again, I've never, I've never seen a guy go from 97 to 90 in anything. Like I just, I've, I've never seen it. It's, it's unfathomable. And I don't know exactly why, um, you know, maybe it's, it's shoulder fatigue. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's just crazy to me. You know what it's not? It's not changing your eating routine before a start or jogging down to first base. Like, jog, yeah. yeah, again, the, the, the most ridiculous thing a Phillies player has said in a long time. <laughs> well, it's, and, and to me, to me, it's just making excuses for the situation rather than, you know, figuring it out. So, um, uh, it seems like he's very quick to say, this is what, no, it was this. And, and, and I just. You know he's got he's got to figure it out. I mean, because it's 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 ridiculous. But um, you know, <laughs> as long as Ranger Suarez continues to be the best pitcher on the team, well, that was going to be my next question. You're leading there. Like, at what point do you say? And I know it's because the clean innings and all. But at what point, especially with Vinny, who we'll get to in a sec, like at what point do you just have to say, all right, Ranger Suarez is our four starter? You know, like at what point do they do that? Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I also I like I, I like where they're at right now with the Spencer Howard Ranger Suarez piggyback thing, because on it should be the best of both worlds because if Spencer figures it out and he, he starts throwing deeper and, and hard and late into games, then Spencer Howard is, is your guy. I mean, he's, he's finally developing into that top prospect. If he continues to, and I don't know how much longer they can continue to do it, but at least for the time being, I'm cool with trying Spencer Howard out and seeing if he can do it, and and then having Ranger come in and kind of save the game um, for as long as they can. I mean, because really, you need to figure out if Spencer Howard can start or not. Like, that's that's what this all boils down to. That's more important than having Ranger Suarez in there as your fourth or fifth starter. Like, I think Ranger Suarez is a good pitcher, but I need to figure out if Spencer Howard is a starter or not. Vinny is a different story. Um, you know, Vinny was fine yesterday. I don't know. He was – I was honestly – I was so frustrated that, like, you're a major league pitcher, right? How are you so inept that you are throwing a ball at a, at a guy's head? And I know he didn't do it on purpose, but it's like, I mean, come on, man! Like you're you you are still a big leaguer. You throwing a baseball enough? Like let's let's react. Like stop. Like be a big leaguer. But um, 
I like the plan they have with Ranger and Spencer until the wheels fall off because I need to figure out if Spencer Howard can start or not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it, we're, we're talking just in a micro sense about this season and stuff, but I mean, obviously it's a much bigger macro issue for this team. Like they need Spencer Howard to be good. <laughs> they need him to be good. We don't have that type of young high-end talent who's major close to major league ready or major league ready in this system. And you hope that with Brian Barber and, you know, the, the Mick Abels and the Casey Martins and all these guys that they're bringing in the system that starts to turn around. And, and in, you know, three, four years, we're talking about what a great farm system we have and, you know, guys that we could cycle in and out. But right now, like for the next few years, like Spencer Howard's a crown jewel, man. And Alec Bohm offensively is the crown jewel. Like those are your two guys. And right now, and I'm not worried about Boehm long-term. Like, I'm really not. I, I think you'll figure it out. He's too talented, too smart, too good a hitter to not. But Spencer Howard, I am worried about. Like, I am flat-out worried about this guy, it, not just for this year, but as a long-term piece, as the guy he's supposed to be for this team, which is incredibly important. So that that is a concern. You mentioned Vinny. Before we get to the, the Scherzer-Wheeler duel, um, what are your thoughts on Vinny? Because you've been more positive than I have, but we're, you know, back-to-back rough outings. Obviously, the one prior was was worse. Um, you know, was able to kind of get through some stuff, got through four. didn't feel like he was going to make it through four, but got through four. Um, but still, you know, starting to look like Vinny again. Yeah, he sure is, pal. He's, he's, you know, he's back. He's back. <laughs> who could have seen this coming? Yeah. I and mean, that's, in all honesty. And that's why, you know, I, while I was pointing out the positives, I was also like, listen, we know, we probably know <laughs> yeah. how this is going to turn out, don't we? Um, yeah, you know. He it feels like he's back to trying to to overpower guys rather than pitching, and he's still doing a decent job of working in his changeup and his curveball. But they're they're back to being balls out of hand, um, and he's back to trying to throw. He's back to trying to throw ninety four to ninety five, and you know try to get up to ninety six, ninety seven. Like he was at his best when he was ninety two, ninety three, making sure he's able to locate those pitches, and then you know have your off speeds at least be strikes out of hand, you know, and then hope they get out of uh, out of the strike zone, but. Yeah, the, the inning where he got the bases loaded with one out and then got out of it was the most Vinny experience of all time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, you know, kind of back to being what Vinny was. Um, I mean, not a total disaster. Like, he hasn't been a disaster outside of the one start, um, but definitely not a guy that you can completely trust on. All right, you can trust Zach Wheeler. And yeah. We'll get to the Jankowski part of it, but I know you. I know, Fry, even though they lost, Friday night was a Jack Fritz night. Oh, well, you know, it was just so nice to see it like a real pitching matchup. You know, it was like one of those things where you're like, oh, Scherzer Wheeler, like that's a that's a showdown. And you don't really get those anymore. You know, I always bring up the example of Lincecum Halliday and like how excited I was to see those guys go at it in, in 2010. Because um, it was just like that. And that's what makes baseball great. And, and what made baseball great was was, you know, uh, the whole, oh, we got these two pitchers on the mound. Like, this is a big time matchup, ace versus ace. And, uh, that's what it was. And it was, and, and both <laughs> sure did live up to it. Um, yeah, Scherzer's for as, for as old as he is, <laughs> his stuff is still ridiculous. So, it's unbelievable. yeah. And it's he, unbelievable. whoever trades for him at the deadline is, is, I would put them right towards the top of World Series favorites because, like, you know, as the games get bigger, he's just going to be more and more into it. I did. We think... saw it. We saw it a couple years ago. We saw it. Yeah. Well, we saw I, I still don't get why. I don't get why he hit. I still don't get why he hits JT. Like he hit JT, and I just because it was definitely intentional. And I was trying to go through my old uh, unwritten rules and figuring out why. I guess it was because 
Uh, so he talked to Soto after. Uh... I, I guess. I mean, Soto got his own revenge. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. You know I mean, I guess... Soto, and that's the way it should be done. And their quotes after were great. Like Soto was like, "If you want to do a backflip after he struck me out, I'm cool with it." And Wheeler was like, "I didn't even notice." Like, I like good. Well, good. It's, I, it's game. It's fun. That's a lie. That's a lie by of Zach Wheeler. Of course, it's a lie. He was furious. Still. I think they handled it well. Look, he got what he deserved. It's okay. That's the game, right? Like, shout out to Juan Soto for muscling a ball out in the left field. You know? Well, I, I didn't. I didn't. Need, I didn't need him muscling it out in that scenario. I mean, the guy, the guy is just an absolute machine. Like, it's <laughs> imagine having that guy. I mean, on your on your team, night in, night out, just being Juan Soto. Oh, I know. It's okay. Though. I know. It's okay. But yeah, it, it was. It was. I mean. I, I like the the Soto. Just, I mean, the fact that we have Soto and Acuna in this division. I mean, dude, it's it's soul crushing. Yeah, it is. No, it is. It really is. It is. It is flat out. I know. Yeah, I know. One day we'll get, one, <laughs> one day we'll get ours, right? I mean, that's what we have to keep telling ourselves. One day, one day we'll get I our guy. Yo, not not Rojas. No, not he'll get that there. Level. No, he's, yeah. he's striking out a little bit, but we'll, he'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, the Jankowski thing. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah, Honestly, I've never, I've never seen it before. Like it was, it was just so. And look, uh, you know, you, I'm, I'm ready to kill Girardi whenever. Like right move by Girardi, Reese gets the double there. You pinch run for him. Like no issues with that. Like well done, sir. Like what, what? It, like, I mean, just a brain fart. Is it just that simple? Like Jankowski just lost his mind out there, and just his brain just stopped working. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, think, I think his brain just shut off. Like, and yeah, and and honestly, like this. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, like, it happens. I just, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it happens to, to a this team. Well, to this team. Yeah, so it seems often. it seems to happen to this team a lot. I just don't know how it happens to a guy who's played as much baseball as he has. Yeah, like, Jankowski's been in the league for a while. Well, either go or don't go. Like, that's what all the coaches say. It's exactly. Like, right. Yes, you, you make a decision. Like, it's all about being decisive in that spot. Like, make a decision and go with it. Boom. Right. But particularly, like, once you realize that you, you didn't get it, like, you still got to pick immediately. Like, even if you don't go there, like, go back to second immediately. Do something. Don't just stand there running around like, not gosh, knowing where to go and have that, Alex Avila tuck you, uh, tuck you out. Like, yeah. Truly, truly hard to believe. No, it's like, if he... The Jankowski play is like, I mean, it's up there with all of them, right? I mean, like all the worst oh, yeah. ways to lose a ball oh, game. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies, oh, yeah. the Phillies Without invent doubt, these. Like with the, with uh, Rees earlier in the season, Jonathan VR just taking home, you know, when they weren't paying attention. The Orioles like, pop that, up. Yes. Like the Orioles pop up. Absolutely. It's like that type of play. Absolutely. Again, like you and I have watched a lot of baseball in our lifetimes. And I'm talking playing baseball to watching it baseball. And I've never seen the catcher tag a guy out in that spot. Like I've never seen it. Especially when the guys, I mean, listen, you don't, I said it before, I'll say it again. You don't trust baseball players from Lancaster. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it just is what it is. You don't, I mean, it's a hard and fast rule. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, you don't trust them. You know, it's not a hotbed for talent. Uh, good, good for him to make it to the league. Um, but it's funny, like, <laughs> he did get booed the next night. And <laughs> it's just like, this guy, because I, I, I felt bad for him. I mean, the guy clearly grew up a Phillies fan, like, finally got in, and, and then he makes that play. And no one's ever going to forget the Janikowski play. Um, and then he <laughs> runs out the left field the next night and <laughs> gets a boo. Um, yeah, just, just poor guy. But yeah, it's just like, it's class. I felt bad in the moment. I was like, cut him. And I felt bad after. But it was like, it was that bad at play where my actual reaction, because of, uh, he's the 26th guy on the roster, literally, like the newest. My 
literal reaction that moment was like, cut that guy. Just cut him. Cut him a knife. Right, right. And, I, and I've, I backed off. I've, I, you know, but like that was my initial reaction was like, cut him. Like, cut that guy. Make a statement. Like, this dumb baseball can't keep happening. Just right there on the spot. Just cut him. Yeah, just this. Yeah, like, don't let him change. Go Make pack him your bags. Yep. You, want to, you want to be a Philly so bad, you can let him keep the uniform. Get yeah. out of here. Just say you, uh, say you personalized it on the website. Boom. Done. Oh, it was so bad, Jack. It was so bad. It was just so bad. Um, and it was I, so Phillies, which is the worst part. It, yeah, of course it was. Especially because, like, like you're, you're, like that was such a, a well played baseball game up until that point. You know, it was a pitcher's duel. It was good stuff. It had the Soto Wheeler stuff. And and then you get Scherzer out of the game. You've got a shot. Reese leads off the ninth with a double runner on second, no outs. It's like, all right, let's go. Like we can get back in this game and steal this thing. And just to have it go like that was just, especially with JT at the plate. I mean, it was just like, we're good. We're set up here. It was just, it was a really frustrating. I mean, I know, I know we say this a lot, Jack, but what a frustrating way to lose a baseball game, man. Yeah. We specialize in those. We, we, like it is the, it is the go-to. Um, all right, let's move to Saturday, which was a less frustrating game. Big headline heading into the game. RBI single late in the game. Thank God Bryce is back, man. Thank God. I know it might take a little time to, to get into the groove or whatever, but this team desperately needed this guy back. Yeah. I do think it's funny that he avoided Scherzer on Friday, though. I well, mean. it was very purposeful, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. we can all agree. Like, yeah. there's, it was not a mistake that he came back on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right? he was like, he's like, ah, wrist is not. Nope. <laughs> no, no, not, I know I'm eligible today, but I, I think one more day is really what I need. You yeah. know, that day is going to be the difference maker. Right. Uh, yeah, let's go with one more day. Yeah, yeah. It was nice having Bryce back. Still doesn't look right. Um, Like, he, he's moving all over in the box. Um, You know, he doesn't look as... as sound um he'll get there i mean that's just first game back plus re- is still still probably recovering from 97 to the face um so yeah he it was gonna be back I mean, i'm glad that he got the hit late but it, it's just the the lineup is just so much deeper when he's in it and i know that's like simple and everyone gets it but like you know having hot like we had just gone through i don't know three two weeks of baseball of like hoskins at the three and then whoever behind him and it's like Wow, can't figure out why they weren't <laughs> playing good baseball right? towards yeah. the uh, towards the end of May, and just having him and, and JT back, it's just the lineup looks good. And if these guys can just get going a little bit and get Bryce back and get you know, and JT's had the big homer yesterday, congrats on number hundred. Um, if he can continue to hit the baseball hard, I mean, they have a good solid lineup, and and you hope when Didi comes back that you know the elbow is kind of out of the way, but. On paper, it's a good lineup, and 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 it's just it's so nice having Bryce back in there because it just it just makes it harder on these pitchers to to consistently get get outs, and it and it puts a lot of fear in them. So yeah, it was good to have Bryce back. You know, <laughs> missed them that's for sure. Um, and yeah, Saturday was a good start. Yeah, it was needed, and you know, able to win a game where you get that Spencer Howard start, it feels good because you feel like you should probably lose that. Right. Again, Ranger Suarez. I mean, what if? He's been so important. <laughs> See, I mean, we just mentioned Rees, and I, I keep thinking about how crucial Rees has been for this team the last few weeks with, with JT out, with Bryce out, really the one guy in the lineup you've been able to count on. He's been really good. He's been um, you know, one of his hotter streaks, and he's come through in big spots. I mean, they the two games they won in Florida in that Marlin series, like he played big roles in being able to win those games. The one game he had accounted for both runs. Like, I, like Ranger Suarez has been another one of those guys who – 
has felt really important to this team so far this season. I didn't no, see that I mean, coming, Jack. You could um you could really make the case that you don't know where this team would be without Ranger Suarez. I mean I know, I know. What is that? I mean they're se- seventeen straight scoreless. Just how they drew it up, right? Just how they drew but it up. But this is but uh, and this is what this is what teams need. You need random guys that can kind of step up and Maton Maton did it for a little bit and, and then he got figured out. Um, yep. And you hope that Ranger. Where does... are the Nick Maton people at? Wow, well, yeah. So mad about him not playing more. About, I couldn't believe this it. Guy's a star. It's like, let's can we slow it down just a tiny bit here? Yeah, I think he's a. I think he's going to be a good player, but nice, a nice utility infielder, a really nice one, I think. Yeah. Um. So. Again, I don't know where this team would be without Ranger Suarez. Um, you know, Saturday was a was a was a just a good good baseball game. I know they made three errors, whatever. Um, but you know, it was it, the McCutcheon homer was beautiful. Interesting. The interesting part about the McCutcheon homer for me actually was his reaction uh, when he got past home plate. Home plate, right, dude? And like that was maybe the most like fire and emotion we've ever seen from him. Seriously, yeah, right? and I couldn't I mean, tell. He's fun and like he's goofy and he's awesome in the like club out locker room, whatever the dugout. But we don't really see him like, you know, get that jacked up like that. Right, right, and and I couldn't tell if it was someone behind home plate. I know T Mac made that point, but I don't think it was. I think so. I know McCutcheon's like kind of goofy and funny and doesn't seem like he takes anything very seriously. But there was like I, I remember uh, maybe maybe it was that at Cardinals series. And I think he said, like, I just want to stop sucking. And, and you know, I think he takes – obviously he takes baseball very seriously. He's been one of the best players in the league for a long time. Um, so I just think it's one of those, like, frustration, like, let's get it out. Let's go on a run. And honestly, like, that's how I've felt about this team uh, really since that Marlins series was that they're, they're starting to, like, take – they're starting to take the losing personally. And I like that. And that's kind of one of the reasons that I, I have a good feeling about this team. Like, the McCutcheon homer happens, and he's all fired up. And I don't know if it was a fan or whatnot. I kind of get the personal sense, like, let's go. Like, let's let's win a ball game. Let's, let's kind of play better baseball. Because I think this team knows they are better than how they've played. And, you know, we, we saw the emotion from Reese in Miami. We, we saw that. Um, and McCutcheon, McCutcheon on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, Boehm gets that walk, and he gets all fired up. So like I don't know, a part of the reason why I am I am having positive feelings about this team is that it finally looks like they're caring as much as I care and as much as we care as, as Phillies fans, and I just hope that I hope it translates. I'm not saying they're gonna go on a huge long run here or whatever, but the fact that they're taking this personally and they know that they can play better baseball than this, like they're finally showing the accountability that we wanted to see from them. I mean, we wanted to see them care, and that was what's so frustrating about. The first like month of the season was like, do these guys even care that they they're playing terrible baseball? So, I, it, it's been nice the little outbursts of emotion in the last couple of weeks. Um, I can't tell if it's personal frustration, but I think it's per, I think it's we're better than this. We need to play better than this. Let's do something about it. And I wonder the the interesting part to me is who is the 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 leader behind that? Because we we've said this before, like who is the clubhouse leader? Who is the leader in this baseball team? And I wonder who is kind of saying, "Let's go, let's figure it out, let's go, let's start winning ball games and all that stuff." So it's interesting and something to monitor the next couple of weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, that could be huge, right? I mean, that's been one of our biggest complaints with this team on a week-to-week basis when we keep talking about this team is the lack of fire, the lack of emotion, the lack of seeming like they're even having a good time out there. To, to your point about wanting them to care as much as, as as we do, like I've constantly thought, like, how can I have a good time watching this team when it doesn't look like they're having a good time playing the game? You know, like they don't look like they're having fun. Like, and we, I know we keep bringing it up with like that Red Sox, the, the shopping cart thing, like that type of stuff. We haven't seen that type of fun energy and emotion from this club. And I'm with you. You know, the Reese thing stood out. The, the McCutcheon thing stood out to me too. And, and those are the guys who need to do it, right? Like those are the guys. We don't know who the leader is in there, but but it it's got to be a, a Reese or a McCutcheon or a JT or a Harper. Like there aren't enough that many guys on this team who have the cachet who can command the clubhouse, who can say, "Everyone, look at me. We're rolling now. Like this is what we're doing." Like, and so whoever it is, it's important. And it seems like whoever, which of those guys it is, like McCutcheon, Reese, those guys are buying into it and are and are showing that emotion. It's massive and it's huge. Speaking of McCutcheon, let's pivot to Sunday. Um, here's my question. In the same game, Jack, the same game, Andrew McCutcheon hits his 350th career double and scores his 1,000th career one. Here's my question. Where was the Gene Segura treatment? I agree. I what, agree. what are we doing here? Yeah. Right? I mean, Gene Segura is 200, 200, not 350th double. Shut the game down. Nothing. I, I don't know. I'm starting to think that Gene Segura celebration wasn't as important as it felt in the moment. I know. Cool, because everyone's going to remember where they were for Gene Segura's 200 double. (laughs) And the sad part about the McCutcheon one is like, oh, it's it's a nice little footnote, but 200 doubles would have been been a real celebration. Um, Yeah, it is. I mean, and he did get a nice curtain call, which which is good. I'm I'm happy. It was. It was. But that's how it's supposed to be. That's (laughs) that's a thousand. thousand That's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, like how many players have a thousand runs uh, i don't know you. like i don't know like i i honestly don't know how many players certainly about. not as many as have 200 doubles by the list we went through like i mean if, what a thousand plus that have 200 doubles listen the this the standing honestly honestly which do you think you would have never seen in your entire life as a baseball fan the catcher tagging out a runner at second base <laughs> or, or a standing ovation for 200 doubles honestly i think the standing ovation for 200 Dude, doubles weirder i think I really it's did. way weirder how does that it's happen? Really, I mean, listen, congrats to Gene Segura. But like, how do you how do you have a Ripken moment for for such a small milestone? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't walk around like Ripken did and like shake everyone's hand in the front row around the stadium. I I think I I honestly think no one really knew why they were clapping. Which <laughs> is like, sure, let's clap. I yeah, <laughs> but like, do you think that do you think people saved the ticket stuff from that game? And they're going to well, pass again, it down. That's what's so funny is that like now whenever anything like McCutcheon a thousand runs or ever like anything like that, it's all I can think about. All I can think about when someone achieves some, you know, impressive career achievement. All I think about is the ridiculousness of the Gene Segura 200 doubles. That's my only point of reference now. So thanks, I know, Gene. I know. I do Good. love it. I, I still like I love everything about Joe DeCamera, but him not not being like not understanding why you and I were so confused by it. I know it was, he was like, yeah, it was kind of weird. It's yeah. like, dude, what, what are you talking about, man? Like it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen watching a baseball game. Like, do you understand how weird this is? One of the more disappointing uh, moments for me and Joe to camera for sure. Yeah. I'm with you. I was disappointed too. Yeah. Joe's uh, you know, hit or miss. Um, all right. Sunday, they put up 12 runs. Jack. Yes. And we'll get, to the, we'll get to the other thing that happened in that game that it, <laughs> 
I, I'm guessing. Oh, that's another thing we should have added to that last question: the net <laughs> delay, uh, standing ovation for 200 doubles, or a catcher tagging out a runner at second base. Because I've never seen any of those. Yeah. <laughs> the net thing. The net thing was. Here's my only question with the net thing. Because I thought, and I heard, um, I was listening to the radio when it happened, so I thought Scott in L.A. did a fantastic job handling it and messing around with it. I'm sure Tom and I guess Mike Schmidt was in on Sunday. I didn't I didn't hear the broadcast. but It was Crocker, um, yeah. Crocker and Schmidt. I'm sure they did a great job, too. How great a job would Jim Nance have done in yes, this situation? Right. He, I'm sure I'm he would have been a ball of laughs. I mean, just starting to talk about similar experience he's had throughout his amazing career and where it ranks on the unexpected list. Yeah, I, I was know. I was in the like process. To... I was in the process of getting bullied by a two year old, so I turned it off. No. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what all right. Happened? All right. So so uh yesterday. I have a yeah, I know. I get I get bullied by them. I went over to Jill's sister's house and uh I know that like I honestly I don't know if there's more pressure in the world than being the Funkle. I mean, being the Funkle is like... It's a role, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I get that raising the kid is hard and all that, yada, yada, yeah, yada. I like you're saying being the fun uncle is a harder thing to do than raising the kid, but sure, go for it. Being a Funkle is, is definitely harder than raising the I, actual by kid. By the way, I knew exactly what it was, but I've never heard Funkle before. It's really? fantastic. Yeah. yeah, well, that's my right. role, is I'm I'm the Funkle, and yeah. I got my second shot yesterday, So, or I got my second shot on Saturday, and the side effects didn't kick in until Sunday. And I was just like, I was just not, I didn't want to be Funkel, but I feel like I still had to, you know, put on the act a little bit. Um, so I got there and I wanted to go downstairs because I just wanted to catch a little bit of the end of the game. So I, I finally got some peace um, from the, from the two year old. Um, and I'm down there and she comes downstairs <laughs> and she's like, no more sports. And, and then I was like, oh, well, it's a net delay anyway. I'll go up and we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be the Funkle. So, go. yeah, I got guilted. I got guilted out of watching the net delay by a two year old. That's okay. I mean, again, if Jim Nance were doing it, you could really have a gripe, but, but it was, it was still very, yeah. Funny. I mean, just an unbelievable, again, again, only the Phillies. It's, it's only the Phillies. Honestly, if you had, if, if, if someone had just said to me, hey, the net fell down in one of the 30 ballparks across Major League Baseball. Which one do you think it is? I would have, like, zero hesitation. Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was classic. It was, it was just, and, and dude, shout out to, shout, shout out to, because they would have had to suspend it. it would have, they would have had to suspend the game and come back and yeah. finish it. It's like a 12-6 yeah. ball game. And, like, it, first off, it might have been the longest baseball game I've ever seen in my life. I mean. Oh, my God, dude. It was already a long game, and then you added the net delay. It was, like, already going to be a, a Four and a half hour game well, without the net. Delay. And you, well, you had to replace an umpire that slowed yeah, it down. You had to replace an umpire. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, and you had Vinny on the mound. I forgot. Which... Oh my! And then Vinny. Yeah, it's like a, a perfect storm. Well, and he also threw it a pitcher's head. They had to take care of that. No, that was that was ugly, man. That was wrong. Oh, it's like, come on, Vinny. Like seriously, first off, why are you trying to throw ninety six past the pitcher? Just... I know, dude. What are you doing? It's awesome. Well, Boat. I mean, if like, we're if relax. we're if we're being honest, I mean, this is what you're. And unfortunately, this is what you're going to see while they're implementing the, the sticky substance rules because without that they have they don't have the same amount of control and they're so used to being able to use it that now with the monitoring of it i mean you're going to see a lot of balls around guys heads because th th they're so used to doing it this way you're taking that away it, it, the ball becomes more slick thus more balls you know at guys heads it's 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 going to be a scary couple of weeks here i think oh good I will say, though, like, as we've talked about, I'm happy that they're doing something about it. I'm yes. happy they're making this. I mean, JT Romito will ruin Bernstein in baseball. I'm yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it, you think his pitchers are going up to him like you mother? Yeah, right. JT. Well, because well, honestly, if I was a position player, I'd be pissed because it's costing them money. I mean, like it, th- these guys got to look out for themselves. But I listen. I appreciate JT doing it, and honestly, it feels like it feels like the uh, their last you know kind of ditch effort to be like, all right, we don't want to change all these rules. You know, let's get the ba- the game yeah. back to this. Well, why not try it though? Right? Like, as opposed to moving the mound back or something, which again, like. If it gets that, like, I know you don't, you're not cool with that. I would be fine with that. Like, whatever it takes at a certain point, lowering the mound, moving it back. I actually think moving, moving it back makes more sense. But, you know, 60 feet, 6 inches is, is, is part of baseball. So it's weird, even though they did move the mound back years ago and whatnot. But still. Are we talking the 19? Uh, <laughs> like a long time. Yeah, ago. relax. But still, but still, like, I, if you can figure it out without having to do a real drastic change that changes the fundamentals of the game, like, Sure. I think this is such a smart thing by baseball to do. Crack down on this completely and see what happens. Also, it's a rule. It's hard. Yeah, it's, hard. Yeah, it's it is cheating. Like they're actually cheating. Well, yeah, that's what's so fr- that's what's so frustrating about uh, like where baseball is is that like if you read the story it's like these teams are going to chemical labs to develop no, sticky substances. And that they're that they're luring players based on their substances. Like that that's some crazy it's ass like, Stuff, Jack. It's like, uh, what happened to the days of like simple sunscreen and rosin? No, we're like rosin. Like, I mean, Come I thought on. we used rosin, right? Like, I was like, we were all cool with rosin. It's all these, it's all these nerds that are <laughs> that are getting in the sport. I don't know. It's just like, come on, enough. Can't we... again. I just want play people baseball. to play baseball. Just play baseball. play baseball. Yeah, it's not that hard. All right. Uh, what else you got from Sunday before I move on to uh, something I'm going to call Nerd Corner? Nerd Corner. Yeah. I got a nerd corner. Um. I liked like I know that I know that I know it was seven runs and and whatnot, but it was nice to see that like they kept the train going. You know that it was they worked good at bats and um it was kind of going on in the middle of Sixers games as, as the Sixers were getting blown out uh, in the first half. So like I kind of had one eye on it, but it looked like they were uh, you know working good at bats and it wasn't just like you know big home run. It was like smart good baseball. Also the Nationals stink. I mean the Nationals went full Phillies on them oh in that my God, the, inning or whatever. Yeah, the, the two, drop pop up. Two runs, the error, listen, that was just like it was ugly. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean the 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 pop up, the the drop pop up was just classic, but um yeah, it was just it was just again, again, good solid baseball and I like to see it. Um uh Brandon Kansler's the worst. Like I <laughs> I was happy when they signed him, but like Holy smokes, man! I mean, just every time he comes in, it's an automatic run, like at minimum. Did you see the the stat about uh, three runs or more in his starts or in his outings? So he has been in twenty in twenty in his twenty outings this season. Five of them, five of them, he has given up three or more runs and not gotten three outs. Yeah, like, that's unbelievable, man! Like, yeah, come on, that is terrible. Um. I think Archie's getting closer to, to being a much better pitcher than he had been when he first came back. Uh, obviously, he's pitching off in an oblique, so you kind of expected that. But I think he's taking some nice strides forward. I think his stuff is having a little uptick. So good to see. Uh, I really like Christopher Sanchez. I don't know what he is long term, but he definitely has some juice. And um, I know it was 12-6 and all that. But, I mean, he did have to endure a net delay <laughs> to uh, to come back from. So, um, But, I mean, just looking at his stuff, I was like, oh. He's 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 got something. So I don't know what long term. I mean, I know it at uh, Lehigh Valley he was um, he was a starter. So I don't know what he is big league level. But at least if I if I put him in the bullpen, I know one he's going to come in and throw strikes because he came in and throw strikes over the weekend, and he's got some legitimate stuff. So I was happy with him. Also, every time I'm watching Sam Coonrod, 
I am trying not to think about Carson Ragsdale, who has the fourth most strikeouts in minor league baseball right now. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dude. I mean, talk I'm about maybe. I have to rescind my praise for that trade. I might have I gotten a guy right next to Alan Batanzas. Oh, all right. Um, nerd corner. All right. Um, I saw this, and I didn't. It, this is High Hopes listeners, and you are literally the only people who I thought might actually appreciate how nerdy this is as much as I do. But I, I just love this. It's so nerdy, Jack. But uh, Jeremy Frank, MLB Random Stats on Twitter, very good follow. Uh, tweeted this out, and I just, it's so nerdy. This is not the new with the Phillies. This is just the baseball nerdiness, but I, I just loved it. Um, so there have been 1,800 and 800 and 900, excuse me, 1,800, excuse me, this is bet 108,983. That's how you talk. 108,983 unique starting pitcher lines since the live ball era began. So that's innings pitched, hits, runs, earn runs, walks, and strikeouts. Um, only four, 47,519 of them have happened multiple times, which that alone is amazing. That means that there have been over 50,000 unique starts that have never been duplicated, which is just an unbelievable thing to think about when you think about how many games have been pitched and all that. But uh, would you like to take a guess the most common pitching line has occurred 117 times. Would you like to take a stab at what the most common pitching line in the live ball era is? Uh, six innings, three earned. Nine innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, four strikeouts. So that obviously tells you that a lot of these happened back in the day, yeah. and there were enough of them to carry it over. But isn't that wild that in the live ball era, the most common pitching line is a complete game four hitter with no run scored, Jack? How do you even how do you even <laughs> figure out that stat? Like that's what I'm. I know it's like the level of 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 numbers and whatnot that is going into this is so impressive. I would like to know how many times that has been done in the 2010s yeah it's a good question probably feel not like, that many yeah i feel like if you're throwing a complete game these okay, days so oh he gave me the most common line he also has as a follow-up tweet the most common line since 2000 would you like to take yes. that one uh Go i ahead. will say i will say seven innings two earned five strikeouts seven hits oh my god dude so really you're not right but unbelievable job six innings two runs five strikeouts Five hits, two walks. Nice. So you did awesome there. That was really impressive. Close enough. It's happened fifty-five times. Yeah, that, Isn't see, that that's, wild? that's a modern-day pitching line. The complete games yeah. thing is no. Still, I, I just—it was so nerdy. I didn't know who else to talk to about it, and I felt like you would appreciate it. It's just like I did again. How do you? I mean, that's a. I mean, obviously he's not going through all these box scores. He's using no. something, but it's like, how do you even get to that point? With a hundred and whatever. I mean, baseball's baseball stat Twitter, and we know like Ryan Spader's unbelievable at it, but like baseball stat Twitter is just every day. I'm like, that's insane. Well, and especially to the point where, and I, we've mentioned this before, where it's like with everything that happens, it's like, like every Jacob deGrom start, it feels like I'm seeing all these stats where I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Wow, lowest ERA since 1964 through this. Oh, lowest thing. To do. Like it's like, it's like every time there's all these new unbelievable stats with everything. It's like, how do you find, how do you think to, to put these stats and make them into these things? And it's awesome. 
Yeah, I was very close to throwing out that Corbin Burns is actually the best pitcher in the NL, and then I was like, "Oh, oh buddy, uh, the Degrom's pretty good." Yeah, Degrom's the best. He... But Corbin Burns is nasty. Oh, Corbin Burns is disgusting. But Degrom's the best. I mean, no, like, I mean the... like we said, I mean inner circle. Yeah, if he if if he retired after this year, is he a Hall of Famer? Oh yeah, I know. I mean, he's going to win his third straight Cy Young this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think so too. It's just it's kind of an interesting like. Uh, yeah, it is because he, especially with the wins and like historically how the Hall of Fame is measured, stuff like that. Like he would be the the Hall of Famer with the least wins by miles. Yeah, I mean he he would be the first pitcher to make the Hall of Fame without a hundred wins. Yeah, he's that's what crazy. that's that's where he's trending. And shout out to the Mets for completely wasting. He, I mean, he's the best pitcher of all time, right? I mean, the best pitcher I've ever seen personally. I mean, I've, yeah, I paid, like I said, ninety nine Pedro is the only one that that's better, and even then, it's like. Splitting hairs. Yeah, but 101, 101 on the outside. I corner. know. Yeah. Dude, with, look, I think I think Degrom's probably the most talented I've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy. And Stetson, he Stetson University shortstop. It's unbelievable. Drafted in the ninth round, I think. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, one one more quick question before we get to the take bag, because I know you're vehemently against it, and I still am too. I am against it. But man, I've never been more intrigued by robot umps in my life, Jack. And look, I, we're not there. I'm with you still. I, I It's part of our baseball, but like it is getting worse and worse. I mean, that call in the Red Sox Yankees game last night was like among the worst strike calls you'll ever see. I mean, it's just, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's just, you know, you know what I, and, and every time I start going down the wrong path of wanting robot umpires, um, I always come, I always watch a game and I see a pitch that is, the guy misses his spot by two feet. It's technically in the strike zone. And I just know that in a year from now, that's going to be called a strike. And that pisses me off because I do think that pitchers need to earn strikes sometimes. And I just hate the idea of guys not earning strikes and pitching balls all over the zone. And it doesn't matter about command anymore because you can just throw it wherever in the strike zone and they're going to catch. They're going to call for a strike if it's a strike. So um, there's a part of me that's like, like watching a catcher reach across his body and it's technically in the box. And calling that a strike annoys me. Um, but the, one part of it that I do think is interesting is if hitters know exactly what the strike zone is, I mean, it should theoretically lead to more offense. I mean, you know, and and, and no longer is it going to be like, you know, chasing out of the zone with two strikes or whatever. Like, you'll know what the strike zone is. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, if they think it's going to speed up the game and get more offense, it's fine. It's just, you know, there's a part of me that, that respects umpires for – giving strikes when they deserve strikes and balls that are <laughs> across the catcher um, that a catcher has to reach for that is technically still in the strike zone. Like, I just don't think that deserves to be called a strike. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And look, again, I'm not there. Like, I'm not, I would not, if I had to choose, I would say no to robot umps. It's just, this is the first year I ever remember just thinking over and over and over again, man, these guys just get it wrong so much. So, <laughs> All right, what do you got in the take bag? Uh, shout out to Hector Neris, now a dad. Hello. And I, I loved his reaction when he uh, closed out the game yesterday. You know, started rocking the baby. Yeah, Hector, Hector's just a, a, a treasure. I love him. And he's he's my closer. He's my closer. Uh, he's the best reliever on this team, flat out. Like, that's it. Wow. Right? 
mean, probably. Brogdon, Brogdon. Only, like I love, I love Connor. That's the only other one, and I've said at times this year that Brogdon's the best. But I think right now Hector's better. Well, Ranger Suarez because it hasn't allowed a run yet. That's a good point. I forgot about Ranger. I didn't think of him as a reliever in the same yeah, way. You but think, sure, you didn't think about the best pitcher on the team. I know you're right. The, the MVP of the team. How could I forget him? But yeah, I mean Hector and Aris's ERA is down to in the one eights. I mean, still not a closer. Not a closer. It's pretty good, man. Yeah, he seems, seems decent. Um, although if he ever does falter as a closer, Brogdon made it look pretty easy on Saturday. So that was that was nice to see for sure. Uh, the Nationals stink. I mean, like we can stop with this whole idea of like, wow, they won the World Series a couple years ago. It's like, dude, after you get through Turner and Soto, it's like really Josh Bell, Schwarber, Starling Castro. Like that's the rest of your lineup. I mean, Victor yeah, Robles. Victor Robles only hits against us. I mean, <laughs> he hits against no one else. Um, so yeah, I mean, that team, that team stinks. I mean, they're the, the gone are the days of the, the old nationals of the 20. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're not very good. And look, they got a world series and it's all worth it and all that. But like the Patrick Corbin contract looks like an albatross and the Steven Strasburg contract is heading in a direction where it's like on its way to being one of the worst in baseball. Maybe he turns it around and, and stays healthy and whatever. But like right now that Strasburg contract looks a about as bad as any contract to sport up there at least right yeah they are uh, heading towards a place that is not <laughs> there's you know they're turning towards the 2012 you know what you, know you want to waste one soda's career more power to you yeah All well as long as turner trade him here trade him here yeah that sounds like a we'll take good plan yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we probably have we'll the farm take. system to get that done <laughs> oh yeah sure sure speaking of yeah. farm system uh as uh, one prospect writer uh tweeted today that Mick Abel's a slam dunk top fifty prospect already. So, uh, I listen. Mick Abel. Mick Abel makes me giddy. And dude, they're they're comparing him to Roy Halladay. All right. Really? I'm seeing Roy. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see dude, that. It's getting Roy Halladay covers. Wow. It's like, oh, buddy, slow down. And Mick Abel's on my tweet deck. I mean, that's you know a Phillies prospect is important. Oh, actually, just saw the the Phillies need 19 year old Mick Abel to become an ace. He reminds one scout of a young Roy Halladay. I told you. You think I'm making what this stuff up? What are we doing? I told you. I told you buddy. Oh man. Oh, this is just getting even better. It is nice that we have our own Jacob Degrom coming through the system. <laughs> it is. Well, his uh. I want a better name too. I mean, Jacob lowercase D Degrom should not. He he is uh, thrived in spite of his horrendous name. Like Mick Abel is a stud name. Like yes. you look at the name Mick Abel, you're like, oh, that guy won six Cy Youngs in his career. That's right. Um. Also, uh, speaking of Mick Abel, and I think I read the stat right today. I'm sorry, I don't have it right in front of me, but um, his fastball spin rate would rank 22nd in all of Major League Baseball right now. Whoa. Like it's, really? Yeah, it's like over 2,500 RPMs. Wow, dude. That's that's a really good one, Jack. Yeah, that's... You talk about things good that get... Ex- now, as long yeah. as he can throw uh, more than three innings uh, harder than 95 miles an hour. You know, <laughs> as, long as long as he doesn't get winded running to first base and his start's over. Yeah, as long as he's not changing his eating routine, because maybe that'll make him throw harder. We should be all right. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It's too soon. We, it's too soon to joke about this. Not, not cool. <laughs> Uh, I just I go to bed each night just shooting one up to the big man upstairs saying, hey, can you please have Spencer Howard throw harder late in the starts? I mean, can I just have something positive? Um, Wow. Some big news here from Salisbury. 
Ooh, uh, it, make sure you read it I right. I know, and I know. All right, you, you can you can correct me on this one if I get this wrong. The Phillies have outrated Scott Kingery to AAA. He clears waivers and is off the 40-man roster. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got it right. Wow. Um, wow. I mean, that's pretty crazy, Jack. Yeah. I mean, that's... That is a big statement. They literally about... took him off the 40-man roster. I wonder if that is to get Luke Williams on there. Because... It better be, man, because that would be a really smart move. I mean, I, first off, Luke Williams is, like, raking for Team USA. It's like, hey, how about the how about, how about the Phillies? And cause he, cause he yeah, was, that'd be nice. Because he wasn't on the 40-man roster. Wow, I mean, that's crazy. They, they freaking outrighted Kingery. Like, this is, like... Man, and he's still got like what fifteen million left. There, <laughs> what a contract, man! And it's such what a shame contract. because that contract should have been a steal. I mean, yeah, it should have been. It, it, the moment it was signed, it felt like with what we thought Kingery was going to be, it was a no-brainer. Um. Yeah. Wow. But, but to be fair, like, look, there have only been two contracts ever like that, and this was the biggest one. And the other was John Singleton getting ten million or whatever. I'm guessing the teams are not going to be as likely to sign guys straight out of the minor leagues unless they're a sure freaking thing, man. Well, and the sure freaking things are not signing them. Um, of course, like unless Evan... you're Ronald Acuna who has the worst agent. I yeah. know he didn't do it then, but like, what a what a what a joke. Like, like Evan, Evan White's another example of this. He's been better than Kingery, but still not hitting the ball. Um, wow, yeah, Kingery's. I mean, it's cra- it's pretty crazy. He's a bigger bust than Don Brown. Like, I, I always thought that Don Brown's going to be the biggest bust, but, I mean. Don was an all-star. I mean, yeah. whatever else you want to say, like, that he at least had a year or a month even, but he still had something. Wow. I mean, I think Kingery's probably going to, he's going to be, he's going to still be here. Um, just because there's something weird with his contract that he, that he would have to, like, give money. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know the specifics of, specifics of it, um, but I think he's still going to be a part of the organization. But unbelievable. Um, unbelievable the Scott Kingery thing is, is at this point, but. Wow. Okay. Um, I love the straw hat thing. I think it's important for team uh, camaraderie. And it's about time we have something fun to do in the dugout. You know, I mean, like you're seeing the Red Sox oh. have the shopping cart. And yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's a part of modern baseball. So, you know, I'm glad that they're finally having some fun playing the sport. Um, and I like that JT's into it. I mean, I feel like JT's like a uh, a tough one. When it comes to having yeah, fun, yeah, tough not to crack. Yeah. Like, do you ever smile, dude? Like, I, I, do you laugh? Yeah. He did smile when he did the curtain call with the hat, like after the hundredth homer. Like, he smiled when he did it, and I was like, "Whoa, there's oh, a smile." Look at that. Got it. Look at that. Uh, when was the last time you fell down the stairs? So a long time, but my daughter has fallen down the stairs in the last year. Well, she's uh, two. Yeah, it was fine though. She like it was like a slow roll down the stairs, and she was totally fine. But I've not fallen down the stairs in a long time, Jack. My dog Ruben won't go down the stairs anymore because he fell once, and he's like terrified of the stairs. So that's fun. But me, no. Why? Oh, I fell on the stairs this morning, and, oh, no, and like not like what? all the way down. Like I, I slipped on I slipped on like two of them on my way down, and it was just no. like it was like I just thought to myself, who falls down the stairs? I mean, yeah, children and dogs. Is my yeah, I mean, I was like, I was like, and I had this like, like, uh, yeah, uh, not bruise, but like a scratch, scratch on my elbow, and it hurts all day. And it's like, what am I doing here? How do, how do I, how do I, how do I fall down the stairs as, as a grown adult? But that's, that's why, right? That's why you don't check your phone when you're walking down the stairs and True. wear socks. 
<laughs> just good advice for everybody. Gosh. Um, and final thing on here, uh, High Hopes Night at the Brewery, Four Fingers Brewing Company, July 10th. July yes. 10th. It yeah. is uh, at the Red Sox. I know we're maybe going to do something up to Fenway for this, but the next best thing is uh, High Hopes Night at the Brewery. So uh, Four Fingers Brewing Company, July 10th. It's a 405 game. Uh, so we'll get out there nice on time. And, uh, yeah, come on out. We'll be having uh, beers and watching, hopefully, a good baseball team. It's going to be awesome. And, yeah, next year we'll go up to Fenway. It was a little hard to make happen with all the obstacles this year. But come hang out with us. It'll be awesome. And if you haven't been to, to Four Fingers yet, it's a blast. And the high hop tail is absolutely worth the trip alone. So uh, we'll have a blast. It'll be fun. Uh, Jack, my final thing for you, and I, I mentioned it to you through a text, but I want to share it with with High Hopes as well, the High Hopes listeners. Um Everyone should follow Rod Carew on Twitter. He's awesome. Like, all this guy does is tell old stories. He told a Ricky Henderson story the other day. It was hilarious. He's like, Ricky, whenever he's like, Ricky, got to go. Whenever it's still the face, he would just say to Rod Carew, he's like, all right, Ricky, got to go. And then just take off. Like, he's he, Rod Carew tells some good stories on Twitter. So if you're not following Rod Carew, there's my little, uh, if you're a baseball fan, I think Rod Carew's a fun file. Don't rip him, Jack. I would never, I would never rip an older generation player. That's for sure. It's not, not your style. Not in my not in my wheelhouse. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't follow Rod Carew, but I guess you off should. your recommendation. I, I told I might. you to and you just you just ignored me. Well, listen, I follow like, too many. Do you people. love baseball or not, Jack? That's what I want to know. Believe it or not, I do like baseball. Especially when the fills are hot, like they are now. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh two or three from the Braves or sweep. Fine, I'll say two of three. I'll say two of three. Ooh. Well, I mean, look, it's Nola F and Wheeler, so like, let's go. Uh oh. Well, yeah. Against like against like uh, you know Drew Smiley and Ian Anderson and uh, someone I never heard of. So let's go. Yeah, and the Braves stink. They do stink. They're a half game better than the Phillies, but they stink. Stink. <laughs> All right, you got any final thoughts? No final thoughts, um, but if I could get Eflin and Nola back on track uh, these next two starts, I would be very happy. And also, I hope that Luke Williams is coming up because he's way too good to be playing on Team USA and not helping the Phillies. July 10th, High Hopes Night at the brewery, coming out with us. We're going to have a blast. It's going to be awesome. That's all I got, buddy. Till next time. What would you say? Till next time. Till next time. There, now can I do it? Yes. He's pretty Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from sky skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash 
the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.